What's up, everybody? This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? So I feel like I have some new listeners, and you guys may be interested in knowing uh, how I came up with the name Mad Love for my podcast. It's been a while since I explained it. Um, so as you can see, I'm walking. When I uh, was much, much younger, like that. I walked onto the wrong street to start podcasting. So, um, doing my walk before work. So anyway, when I was much younger, I was in Chicago. This was around the Love Jones era. So it was the mid to late nineties. There was a spoken word, uh, situation or a night or something that, uh, me and my friends went to, which was interesting because good morning. What was I say? Oh, it was interesting because um, with us that night, I was visiting my friend Terry, my friend from Howard, Patrick, uh, was friends with the comedian Godfrey, and somehow the four of us wound up at a spoken word uh, night or event in the Gold Coast. I remember in the Gold Coast, but it probably wasn't. So anyway, we went, and it was fun and funny, and I enjoyed it. And my favorite poet of the night was this guy named Mad Love. He called himself Mad Love. And he, uh, the host, every time, you know, he would say something, he'd be like, why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? And the crowd would just go crazy. And I was like, oh, I love this. And for some reason... When I went to go name my podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I love. And uh, that sums me up. I'm angry a lot, and I love a lot of things, and I love a lot of people, but, you know, I have a lot of passion. And sometimes, you know, that looks like anger. <laughs> and sometimes it's just like, you know, mad, meaning mucho. So anyway, that is the story. And uh, it was a fun night, you know. And uh, Godfrey, of course, has had a pretty decent career. He He's still around. He's on YouTube quite a bit. And uh, Vlad TV and that kind of thing. But uh, it was cool. It was cool. He and my friend Patrick, I think, had been friends since high school. And me and my friend Terry had been friends, have been friends since, I think, kindergarten. So... It was just a night out with old friends in Chicago, and we had fun, and that guy really stuck out. So that's where I get the name from. And, uh, yeah, and so you have to say it like that because that's the way the dude was, like, talking about it. You know, he said his name like that. It's mad love. So that's where I get it from. Anyway, so old Trump and stole all these documents, and I'm sure his crazy uh, fan base is not um, going to see anything wrong with that. But sounds like he just took crates and crates of intel. And why would you need to do that, right? Why would you need to steal papers unless you were planning on selling them or leveraging them in some way to get money or something? You know what I mean? 
Like, this dude is so corrupt and horrible. And I just don't understand how people don't see him that way. Um, and, you know, like I said, this is beyond being a Republican or being a Democrat. This person is a traitor. He's treasonous. It's very bizarre. And I wish people would stop making excuses for him. He's not good for the country, and he's not good for for anybody, really. So... That's just my take on it. I I just don't understand. So a lot of people will make excuses how this is not wrong because they like him. But wrong is wrong. It's always wrong. And uh, I just, I mean, I really don't get it. So I look forward to seeing some punishment. I actually look forward to people being held accountable to things again. Like I, this whole chapter of of American history has been pretty hard to watch. And just because you're a victim or you feel like you're a victim, that doesn't change. It doesn't change right from wrong. You know, if we as a society just start moving away from the rules, you know, it, it becomes a problem. And while everybody's chirping on the surface about certain things, let's say abortion, you know, or or let's say racism, things like abortion rules are getting tightened up again. And you can't do anything about it. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, this is just such a weird time to be alive. Because people are not being held accountable. Nobody wants to follow the rules. The rules don't apply to everybody. And everybody's not getting punished. And I think that's a I think that's just not a really great place to to live in. It's not a great space to live from, and it doesn't feel safe to me if if it's not self-defense. Plus, also, people have a really weird understanding of what's what's considered self-defense legally. Just because you got scared and lit somebody up and killed them, if that person hasn't done anything to you first, it's not self-defense in the eyes of a law. What it is is you got scared and you did something and you can't undo it. And you probably are going to be punished. But you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, uh, he did this, he was making a move, but if the person didn't actually make the move first, you can't call that self-defense in most cases. Of course, everything is a case-by-case basis. But you'll see a lot of people feel like something self-defense, and it's not. And, you know, it's just weird. Like, you can't really... I think people don't admit when they're afraid. I think people don't admit when they're in pain. I think people especially young people, especially people involved in or immersed in this hip hop culture thing, they constantly feel like they can just do whatever they want because their heroes and idols in the rap game do it. I mean, you're not going to get a nutritious diet from today's music. You're just not. And a lot of people are out here acting like the music and it's just a soundtrack of the soundtrack to how to go to jail the soundtrack to not have a good life and uh 
you know, the whole idea that people died so you could go to school and get a good education. And so many people are like, eh, they just blow it off and they'd rather sell drugs. And, uh, yeah, that's just, I don't know. This is a really tough time to be alive if you were raised right. Because you look at people and it's like, some people are held accountable and some people aren't. Trump should go to jail, period. And I just get frustrated because a lot of people are playing some version of this game of life that's not sustainable. Most of y'all going to jail, you know, big boy prison. And I know that people have glamorized it for you, but it's not glamorous. It's nothing nice. It's not where you want to spend your day. And you don't want to lose 25 years of your life or any part of your life to prison when you could have just made a series of different decisions. I just don't understand that. So anyway, most of my peer group doesn't live like that, but there are people out here who are. And I just hope that you somehow change your mind and decide that life is more beautiful than that, that life is more precious than that. Sorry, I'm on a hill. And that you just make better choices. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I need to make a better move than this. <laughs> this was a bad look. I went down some bad road. I need to, you know, change my life. Every emotionally mature person I know has done that. And if you need to do that, do it. And it may not be as dramatic as selling drugs, but maybe you, you know, have not tackled something the way you could have in the past. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a partner. Maybe you're just looking at your situation like, dude, this isn't serving me. If that's the case, you can change. You're not a tree. You can move on. So I hope you have an amazing day. That hill kicked my ass. <laughs> I'm out of breath. Please have an awesome, awesome day. Really. And we'll be back here. Take care. Be your best.